Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, to concerts, to all types of shows. My favorite feature is the speed. Maybe you decide like last minute. Hey, I'm by the Rose Garden tonight, or they call it the Moda Center now, or oh, I'm by the Target Center, or oh, I'm by Staples Center. There's a game. I bet I can find tickets real quick. You can be outside in line waiting to get through security. It's two taps on that app and you already have tickets purchased. It's so easy to do. They find you the best deals and make sure you get up to 60% off. You got to use the game time app. It's the best way to do it. Now the game time app is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the game time app in the Google play or the app store. Click on the, my ticket section of the app, create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem code, the athletic. Once again, that's the athletic all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money. Everybody credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code. And it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So you only got a couple of weeks left to get that easy, easy credit. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets with game time. Welcome to the daily ding on the athletic podcast network. Once again, I lost my pride, my self-respect and my soul in South Bend listening to those conspiracy theories and fictional narratives. Beautiful play. Get in the lane, draw the defense. This is running youth basketball. (laughs) They're on the path tonight. What is wrong with you? Reverse flush and (laughs) ain't that a smooth one. This is how it goes. When I hoop, I have no friends. One time I know his ass should have got thrown out. If I was a ref, I would have tossed his last. How dare you? Good morning. Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Thursday morning. We got all your coverage from a loaded Wednesday night in the NBA. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Trevon Edwards with Rob Lopez, constructing gingerbread houses. Coming up on today's Daily Ding, Mike Conley is hurt again. The Pelicans remembered how to win, and the Thunder and Nuggets love a good comeback. But first, Jimmy Butler's second return to Philadelphia went much better than the first. Heat 108. 76ers 104 in Philadelphia. Trey, you might remember the first time these guys played in Philadelphia. Miami was on the second night of a back-to-back. They got absolutely destroyed by the Sixers, this time a little bit more rest, and they're able to prevail in Philadelphia. No Goran Dragic. He should be back soon, but he's still out. I believe he's missed 10 games now uh, with his injury. Heat were in a zone for a lot of this game, Trey. I feel like zone defense is becoming kind of trendy in the NBA this year, and the Heat are doing it really well. Yeah, it works for most teams, and sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? You get, you know, you kind of get abused. But um, it, it worked in their favor, but then Philly kind of went on a late surge towards the end. Um, yeah. But I did want to highlight the best-kept secret, Kendrick Nunn. Man. He's so good, Trey. He's so good. You know what I mean? Like, I know he was in the G League uh, under a rock, and, you know, Shouts to the the Heat's front office for, you know what I mean, securing a guy like him and basically him turning out to the, be the player that he's, you know what I mean, he's supposed to be. Uh, but he's definitely, you know what I mean, taking some load off of Jimmy Butler and helping other guys. And tonight he, you know, he, he proved that he is definitely um, earning those honors to be considered a rookie of the year candidate. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Philly had a chance to win this game. Uh, you know, Derek Jones Jr., who was great in the first half, hits a big three with 107 left in the game, pushes Miami's lead to seven. Uh, he finished with 13 points, by the way. Then a questionable foul call on Joel Embiid. They reviewed it. They still stuck with it um, on Jimmy Butler inside. It looked like he clipped him with his leg, clipped him with the body, but it was it was still a you know a little bit of a ticky tack foul. Jimmy Butler hits both the free throws. Then Tobias Harris follows that with a three pointer to cut it to two. Kendrick Nunn, then actually the only time he really screwed up in this game, he missed two free throws. Uh, then Al Horford down two gets a really good look on a three pointer. He misses bam out of bio gets the rebound. He hits free throws to close it out, to give him the four point win. Uh, none you mentioned was great. Trey, he had 26 points, five assists, four rebounds, bam out of bio finish with 23 points, nine rebounds, five assists, two steals, two blocks. Uh, that, that heat zone that they were in for a lot of this game was there to kind of take away Joel Embiid. And for the most part, it worked in this game. Jojo still had ended up having a, a good stat line. He didn't shoot all that well from the field, eight of 19 from the field, but he had 22 points, 19 rebounds. Eight of those rebounds were on the offensive end. Um, but Philly, they just, they kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, in the first half. They were five of 22 from deep in this game. Um, in the first half, they finished 12 of 39. So they rallied in the second half, but Trey, it does feel like it feels like Philly's Philly's three point percentage is better than what most would assume, but I don't, I still don't know that you rely on them to knock down shots when it counts. Yeah, they still need to, you know, probably hit the market before um, the deadline's up and try to get someone to be able to knock down those shots. You know, um, Reddick's missed sorely. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, he, and, and, really and it shows, is. and it shows because, you know, now teams can, like Miami can run zone against these teams because they know that most of these guys are, are drive heavy. And then obviously the look that um, Philly got was Horford's three rimmed out like it, it wasn't a good look it was rushed and that's not probably the best shot that you want to take especially if he's not wide open and the same thing with you know though any of those other guys they're not really deadly three-point shooters um and they they miss it they lack that yeah Very Josh Richardson so. kind of for, forced them up a little bit too in that game right like he, he, they were they were searching for someone uh when Ben Simmons was attacking downhill in this game he was unstoppable uh and I really thought I, I wanted to see more of that from him a little tough with the zone but uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more aggressiveness out of him. He finished with 17 points, six rebounds, six assists. Um, the Heat, they have wins at Boston, at Toronto, and at Philadelphia this year. And it wasn't just Jimmy Butler. He had 14 points, but just four of those in the second half. Uh, seven rebounds, five assists. This was the first home loss for the 76ers this season. They're now just a pitiful 14-1 and one at home. Uh, Tobias Harris had 20 points on 7-16 shooting. But the Heat, Trey, the Heat are real Real problems in the East, and I think people are starting to to realize that it wasn't just a fluke the first couple of months. This team's really good. Yeah, they're the real deal. Um, definitely top four team in the East. All right, Trey, the other big game of the night, Celtics 109, Mavs 103 in Dallas. A uh, second game in a row without Luka Doncic, really, um, in this game, and uh, and you know, for a while they were able to hang that bench is still really good. Jalen Brunson was good. Seth Curry was good. Chris Porzingis had a pretty good game, but the Celtics trio of Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown was just too much. Kemba with 32 points on nine of 18 shooting five of 10 from deep. He also had five rebounds. Jason Tatum. He, he didn't shoot all that well. He was 10 of 23 from the field, but he, he shot through some shooting issues in this game to finish with 24 points on 23 shots. Also had eight rebounds. Jalen Brown, 26 points and nine rebounds. No other Celtics in 
double figure scoring in this game. Um, and there was almost zero ball movement. I mean, it was kind of an ugly game, Trey, like neither team shot all that. Well, the Celtics only had 13 assists on 35 made shots, but the ISO ball and everything, they were just going kind of man, man to man on, uh, on Dallas. And they were just winning those battles. No, Mark is smart. Um, in this situation, you know, obviously, like you said, it doesn't look pretty on the box score, but Jason Tatum hit some big threes yeah, um, and, and, and made some big plays, and it really didn't show. But, um, you know, if you're watching the game, you could see the same thing with Kimball Walker as far as getting to the rack. Some big plays, some some key shots that, that shifted the momentum and put them in a favor. Obviously, like you mentioned, Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic was still able to compete and do what they do best. Christian Porzingis, you know, played well, um, driving to the basket. Seth Curry did what he did, um, but we're just no, it just wasn't enough. Um, but Boston is really good. I'm interested to see if they make a move because yeah. um, they're still thin in the front court. I wouldn't mind seeing Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner. Oh, I like that idea. That's a fun idea. That kind of evens things out a little bit. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, Seth Curry finished with 20, like I mentioned, 8 of 13 shooting. Chris Stapps for 23 points, 13 rebounds, 3 blocks. Uh, Jalen Brunson didn't shoot all that well, uh, 4 of 13 from the floor, but he did have 10 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Uh, Mavs just didn't, you know, they didn't shoot well, but they didn't turn the ball over either. It's 7 turnovers, only one of those in the first half. They also defended the rim and defended jumpers really well, 10 blocks in this game. But the Celtics, only 40% from the field, only 31% from deep. But Trey, you got to hit your free throws, and they hit their free throws, 27 of 30 from the line. That's not a sexy win when it's mostly coming from the free throw line, and that's your only accuracy. Um, but they were able to outlast this this Mavericks team without Luka. And, you know, you hit your free throws, and you don't turn the ball over that much. You're going to give yourself a chance to win. And uh, that's what the Celtics did. And and I'm with you. I, I think the idea of going and getting a big man, even if it's like a Taj Gibson tray, right? Like even if it's a smaller deal like that, even adding Taj Gibson to this, this lineup would, would be a huge boost for them inside. In my opinion, I agree. Mavs 39% from the field. They were 20 of 25 from the free throw line. Uh, their ne- next two games are tough. Still no Luca in those games. And they are at Philly and at Toronto. All right, Trey, let's get into the news that everyone needs for Thursday. News coming out of Madison Square Garden. Knicks hire former Cavs head coach David Blatt as basketball operations consultant. Blatt retired from coaching after resigning um, as head coach of Olympiacos overseas following his multiple sclerosis diagnosis earlier this year. Blatt and team president Steve Mills played together at Princeton. Um, Another Knicks executive, Craig Robinson, also played with them at Princeton. Uh, He will just come in there and try to be, I guess, some version of Jerry West, but uh, hopefully he can can battle this multiple sclerosis and and he's able to still be a part of basketball because we know he loves basketball so much. Uh, Utah jazz guard, Mike Conley jr. Injured himself the other night after missing some games with a hamstring injury. He missed more according to uh, Shams Charania and Tony Jones of the athletic. He could miss multiple weeks here with this injury. He had already missed two weeks. Um, didn't even make 20, 20 minutes in his first game back Tuesday night against the magic before the injury. So Trey, can the, can the jazz, the jazz get a, a pretty soft part of the schedule over the next month so they can absorb this a little bit, but they really just have Joe Ingles and Donovan Mitchell to be their playmakers. They have maybe Dante Exum, maybe Emmanuel Moody off the bench. Is that enough for this team? Absolutely not. I mean, for us, you know, obviously on paper, we, we drooled at the mouth. We salvated it. The Jazz were going to do this. Jazz have not been living up to the hype of what everyone preseason-wise had them, uh, you know, at. 
Um, and it's still early in the season, nothing to like hit emergency break glass on, but yeah. they definitely need to um, stop the bleeding. And maybe if that's going to go get a Drew Holiday, maybe going to get Ishmith. I don't know who who who's going to save them, but they need someone just in case for situations like this, especially Mike Conley being 33 and getting older and banged up and dropping games like this and other games can't happen. Yeah, it can't happen. I mean, they, they are, they are hitting the soft part of the schedule. It does ease up, but um, man, I don't know if relying on Moody and Exum to be your backup point guards. I just, I don't, when you're already losing Mike Conley, like, I don't know if that's, going to be enough we're gonna have to see donovan mitchell and joe ingles really step up in those playmaking roles and then some news out of the nba schedule some flex news uh espn will not air the warriors pelicans game on friday what are they putting in its place nothing trey they're not going to air any nba game in that spot that's how you know how bad this is (laughs) they're not even going to try to pivot they're just saying nope we're just going to go no nba on that one they're also adding a lakers mavs game to the broadcast on sunday december 29th uh, at 9 30 p.m tnt will not air the knicks at nets the day after christmas instead they're going to put on spurs at mavs in its place so they are really banking on instead of doing Knicks at Nets, they're banking that Luka Doncic will be back from his ankle injury. Uh, that sounds a little early uh, for him to be back unless it's uh, it's just not that bad. Thank you, basketball gods, for listening. <laughs> just get the Warriors off TV. We can't do it anymore. All right, let's get to the rest of the games from Wednesday night. Bulls 110, Wizards 109 in overtime in our nation's capital. Bradley Beal hit the go-ahead shot with one second left. Then Zach Levine gets fouled with half a second left uh, by Isaac Bonga. He hits both free throws to tie the game, sends us to overtime in overtime. Wendell Carter Jr., Gets a gets a score on addition side from Levine with nine seconds left. Then he blocks a shot by Bradley Beal, a layup with a couple seconds left. Beal then missed another game-winning attempt. Bulls sneak out of there with a victory. Lowry Markkinen, 31 points on 12 of 19 shooting. Levine struggled from the field, just 6 of 23, but he did get to the free throw line 11 times. He hit all 11, finished with 24 points. Revenge game for Tomas Sadoransky, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. 26 points on seven threes from uh, Davis Bertans. Bradley Beal, just four of 19 from the field in this one, but did go 13 of 14 from the free throw line to get up 22 points. Wizards scored just 13 points in the fourth quarter, and they have won two games in a row just once this season. Cavs 100, Hornets 98 in Cleveland. Colin Sexton started out hot in this one, eight of eight from the field, finished with 23 points on 10 of 13 shooting. But the Cavs, they were up by as many as 24 points in this game until Terry Rozier led a comeback that almost worked, Trey. It almost worked. He scored 19 of his 35 points in the fourth quarter. Hornets were down seven with 41 seconds left. Rozier hit two three-pointers during that time. Colin Sexton lost the ball when they were up two with 16 seconds left, but Rozier missed a three-pointer with three seconds left that would have won the game. Kevin Love, 16 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists on his Get Me Out of Cleveland tour. 14 points and 13 rebounds for Tristan Thompson. Chetty Osman had 18. Devontae Graham nine assists in this one but only nine points on three of 16 shooting raptors 112 pistons 99 in detroit still no fred van vliet marcus all left this game in the first quarter after suffering a hamstring injury norm powell left this game after suffering a shoulder injury same shoulder as last season when he missed about six games uh christian wood left this game with a knee injury i don't know who actually stayed in this game third Turn quarter from the injuries raptors. off man third quarter for the raptors 
They held the Pistons to 15 points, turned this game into a double-digit affair. Big-time game from OG Ananobi. He had 19 points, 7 to 12 from the field, 8 rebounds. Pascal Siakam, 26-5 and 4 blocks with 3 assists. Uh, he led the Raptors once again, triple double for Kyle Lowry, 20 points on 17 shots, had 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Ibaka off the bench, 25 and 13 for the Pistons side of it, 22 and 18 for Andre Drummond. Blake Griffin had a, a better game than normal this season, but still just 15 points on 13 shots, four assists and two rebounds. Thunder 126, Grizzlies 122 in Oklahoma City. Trey, the Thunder might be the comeback kids. They mounted a 24 point comeback. First team in the last 20 seasons to overcome 24-point deficits in back-to-back games. They just came back from down 26 to the Bulls the other night. Uh, is it a good strategy to get down by this many when you know you can come back? It seems like a bad strategy, Trey. It's an awful strategy, but they did it for Saramati. <laughs> they did. The they whole, did it for Saramati. They did Justice it for Saramati. I mean, at this point, you know, they're not that good to be playing like that. But, I mean... Hey, you know, they'll take any win at this point. And, and this team is a different team from last year. And they're showing some fight and also making Chris Paul likable, which is very hard to do. It is very hard to do. Uh, the Grizzlies had a chance to tie this one. John Morant missed a shot in the lane. Brandon Clark missed a, a tip in. Thunder made it academic with free throws to close that one out. Dennis Schroeder, big game off the bench. 31 points, 7 assists, 3 rebounds. Uh, Danilo Gallinari, 20 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 20 points, 9 rebounds. Chris Paul finished with 18, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, Clark for the Grizzlies off the bench was fantastic. 27 points. Jonas Valanciunas had 24 points. John Morant, your rookie of the year, 22 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. All right, Pelicans 107, Timberwolves 99 in Minneapolis. No Carl Anthony Towns in this one. He has a knee sprain. Jarrett Culver is sick. He didn't play in this one. But more importantly, the Pelicans snapped a 13-game losing streak, which was a franchise record. They remembered how to win. Worst loss of the season for the Wolves as they extend their loss, their losing streak to eight games. They cannot defend anyone right now. Um, they can't really get anything going. Brandon Ingram cooking the Wolves in this one. 34 points, six rebounds, five assists. Drew Holiday couldn't shoot. He was five of 20 from the field, but he did end up with 18 points, three rebounds, three assists, play some good defense. Pelicans could not miss from downtown. 42% on 33 attempts for the Wolves side of it. Andrew Wiggins, solid scoring night, nine of 23 from the field, had 27.7 rebounds. But ooh, Jeff Teague, Josh Okogie, and Robert Covington combined to shoot seven of 32 from the field. That's 21%. Uh, Wolves just yeah. cannot win. So, yeah, in the Pelicans, they found a way. They, it, was close, it wasn't as close as the final score would, would lead you to believe. Wolves made a little bit of a comeback at the end, but this was, uh, this was pretty much all Pelicans in this one. Nuggets 113, Magic 104 in Denver. The Nuggets were down 18 in the third quarter. They used a 24-0 run to erase that deficit. They held the Magic scoreless for six minutes in the third. They win the third quarter 39-16 overall because Trey Jamal Murray went off. 33 points, five rebounds, 11 of 19 from the field. He had 13 in the third quarter. Paul Millsap had 14 of his 15 points in the third quarter after returning from a quad injury that cost him a couple of games. Almost a triple-double for Nikola Jokic. 18 points, 12 assists, nine rebounds. Trey, what happened to the Magic in this one? They were just, they were cruising in this one. and then They're and the just Denver the just Magic, man. They're just the Magic. That's it. They don't know. Listen, when they're, they get excited when they're up on a team. And Despite the Nuggets taking the loss to the Lakers, I 
still think I still believe in the Nuggets. I still believe in the Nuggets. They're deep. They know how to play. Um, it's just super inconsistent with you know Nikola Jokic, but um, these guys, you know, like you said, Jamal Murray, you know, Paul Millsap when he's doing a blast from the past thing, and then other guys are contributing. Like you got nine rebounds out of Will Barton. These guys yeah. are. You know, doing it all on the 50-50s. They're crashing the boards. You got Miles Plumley coming in doing their thing. You know what I mean? They can throw bodies at you and really tire you out. And to go on a 24-0 run, like, that's crazy. in the NBA basketball game, that is crazy. Like, that's like running water. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they could, man, nobody shut that water off. And no, at nobody. that point, you deserve to lose that type of game when, you, when you're giving that much up. You flood the basement, man. You can't let the basement flood. Uh, 20 points, seven rebounds, five assists for Nikola Vucevic. DJ Augustine, 18 points, seven assists off the bench. Orlando has now lost five of their last six games, and the Denver Nuggets now have four straight victories. Last game of the night, Blazers 122, Warriors 112 in Portland. D'Angelo Russell and Damian Lillard went at it early. Russell had 18 points in the first half. He finished with 26 and seven. Damian Lillard, 20 points in the first half. He finished with 30 points, 13 assists, five rebounds. Blazers rough one from deep they were just 9 of 31 but they went 25 of 28 from the free throw line it seems to be a theme tonight Trey uh, CJ McCollum 30 points Carmelo Anthony 17 and 7 Hassan Whiteside 16 points 23 rebounds do we even care for about the Warriors stats at this point unless someone goes for like 40 50 points like I don't even know what to do here Nope. Don't read them. <laughs> don't read them. All right. Let's don't go to line of the night, Trey. We got some good candidates. Terry Rozier, 35 points on a loss. Brandon Ingram, 34, 6, and 5 in the Pelicans getting off the schneid there. Kemba Walker, 32 and 5. Dennis Schroeder, 31 and 7. Dame had 31 and 13. Lowry Marketing, 31 and 9. Trey, who gets your line of the night? Kenston Slim. Oh, we're going Brandon Ingram. Yes. Man, he's a he, he was cooking them. Uh, I'm gonna go Dame. I know it's against the Warriors, but still, 31 and 13 is impressive, and the Blazers have needed every bit of that lately. That's going to do it for today's shows. Don't forget about the other basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. Had a great back-to-back this week with a mailbag episode. Of course, no dunks every day. We got the Tampering Pod, House of Strauss, Hoops Adjacent, Nerder She Wrote, all that good stuff, and a bunch of team-specific shows from your favorite athletic beat writers. Don't forget to follow on the app to get notifications for new episodes. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for waking up with us. Get your holiday shopping done. Don't wait until the eve of said holiday. Trey, hit me with a sign-off. Ding, ding. Ding, ding.